Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Today we're going to be talking about Godfidence. I was telling them in the first service that I saw a meme that spoke so well to me. You know how sometimes God can speak to you on the streets of Instagram? <laughs> and the meme said, one sign that you're about to take a useless course is when they tell you that you can walk anywhere. <laughs> Once they tell you that, just no, no. I don't want to mention anybody's course. <laughs> well, some people, they study fishery, they're working in the bank right now. Hallelujah. So you can walk anywhere. <laughs> While I don't always believe that that may be true, there are times when you go into a new school and you want to learn about the school. So you go for orientation and there's an orientation that the people who did not attend the school are teaching you. They're like, this school was the best university among yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things are good. But if you want to do the actual orientation, you should ask the people who had gone ahead of you. I once had a teacher in secondary school who didn't used to mark what people wrote. He used to mark based on how full the book was. The guy was old, he couldn't see. Seriously, true life story. So then this song, Midek Peri Sewe Mumiyowe, was raining. Government. So people used to write the lyrics of this song. I'm not even kidding. The lyrics of this song, so they was like, what is government? You just write the lyrics. As long as the paper is full, he will score everything for you. That kind of thing they don't tell you in orientation. You have to ask, although I never did it because I was a spirit. I was like, I cannot deceive this man. So test results came out. People that wrote song 24. We that wrote the correct thing, 12 over 30. <laughs> but no teacher will tell you that. They won't teach you that in orientation. You have to ask the people that have gone ahead of you. Praise the name of the Lord. And so Jesus enrolls some people into his school in John 15. He takes new intakes, new disciples, and he's doing orientation for them. And the orientation is looking romantic from verse 16. You know how you get into school, they're like, many people were called, but few were chosen. You are among the select few kings and queens. <laughs> John 15 verse 16, Jesus is speaking to them. He wants them to know how special they are. So he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you may go and bear fruit. That's so special. Like, they're like, oh my God, I didn't choose. So, on my mind, I was like, I was writing first choice and second choice, but it was really you guys that chose me. Appointed to go and bear fruits. Fruits that will last and then it's, it's still beautiful from there. It says, so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. And in 17, he's teaching you how to love your fellow classmates. So he says, this is my command, love one another. But Jesus... He's not the best at PR. So he doesn't want to sugarcoat it for you. So while he has told you all the amazing things that are going to happen, in verse 18, I want us to read together once we're ready to go. Oh, so this, you will not be the first set that the world is hating. It hated me first. Jesus is not trying to 
sugar good things for us. He's not saying, don't worry, just come into my kingdom. Everybody's going to love you. You're going to be everybody's fave. He says, if the world hates you, bear in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged in the world, the world would love you as its own. But as it is, you do not belong to the world. For I have chosen you. So when you may feel like, oh my God, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. Now you have to understand, the fact that I chose you means that the world is going to hate you. Discipleship one-on-one, you'll be hated. Praise the name of the Lord. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. Okay, first part of that. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. Jesus wants you to know that you'll be disliked. That you'll be hated. He's preparing you for the worst. And it's much better than when people try to sugarcoat things for you. I think that one of the countries that will always be grateful for Google Map is Nigeria. Because they don't know how to direct people in this Lagos. He says, sir, please, I'm going to this place. Ah, you know far now. Just see, you see that mast there. Just walk. Say, can you, is that, I can, you feature cam, not even me, I feature cam. So you are walking for 45 minutes because you ask someone for direction and you don't want to take a bike because in your mind, you know far. So like, how if I just take bike now? The bike, 50 naira bike, you have wasted 45 minutes of destiny because you are walking, they told you it's not far. If they had just told you, see, this thing is far, just enter back. You would have done so. Another lie they tell people. This one has to do with childbearing. They say, don't worry, it's difficult. You have your baby. You forget everything. How? A live human being just came out of you. Sometimes, and that's, if you are prepared people, they will not see their baby and be angry. Because they say, forget what? I want, you to, I want you to carry out an experiment. Whenever a woman just has a baby, that day, I dare you, ask her when she's going to have another one. If you want to end that friendship, just ask her that day. This is a beautiful life we have been called into. But Jesus wants us to know that we'll be hated. Some people assume that the church has always been loved until recently when social media came. And people started to show that they don't have home training and insulting everybody. It's not true. It is our history to be hated. Your legacy, the legacy that you are a part of, is one of the most hated sects in history. Or religions in history. Let me know you sects. Somebody say, oh, well, if we just rebranded a little, if we give more to the poor, giving to the poor is always a good idea. But if you think that the world will love you the more... Have you ever seen a situation where a church does something and people comment, so why are they announcing it? So you gave 200,000 people scholarship, why are you announcing it? Then tomorrow, some people say, so you don't give scholarship. You feed the poor, hair. Eh? Your right hand should not know what your left hand is doing. You can't please the world. The church cannot rebrand enough to please the world. Jesus fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. Chapters later, those same people wanted to kill him. 
He raised Lazarus from the dead. That's when he even became more hated. He healed the sick in a community. That same community said, crucify him, crucify him, give us Barabbas. So the reputation of a robber is better than the reputation of a savior. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm hoping that today's service will cure you of that insane desire to be liked and loved. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so we learn from scriptures that as believers, it's okay to be hated. You should expect it. Expect to be. Some people don't like that. They want to be everybody's fave. You should expect to be hated. Jesus said, a servant is not greater than their master. If they hated me, then for sure they are going to hate you. Praise the name of the Lord. And so while we can change the world by loving them like Christ did, don't expect the world to change by counting on how much the world loves you. Stop being too dependent on how many people care about what you're doing. Because if you're going to be great in the kingdom or out of it, you are going to have people at polar opposites. You're going to have people who love you. Some people don't understand why you love your pastors. Some people are like, come, come. What do you people give them to eat in that church? Any small thing. Can your pastors ever? It's like, ah, CCI, wala for no. You guys, you only too much sometimes. Wala for no day. How? There will always be people at follow. The ones who love you and the ones who hate you. Praise the name of the Lord. But you are not supposed to depend on that. You are supposed to anticipate that the world will hate you even when they don't have a reason to. It's your destiny to be hated by the world. Walk into destiny and stop caring about what people think so much that you can't obey the voice of the Lord in your life. Praise the name of the Lord. And so people of this world, many times, they don't care that they'll be hated. They don't care. Do you think that it doesn't take a special kind of boldness as a man to dress up as a woman and intentionally become a public figure because of that? You think that their heart is not cutting? When you watch the first movie where two guys were kissing or two ladies were kissing 10 years, 15 years ago, were you angry? Well, some of you are not angry, like, no, no man, you know. You're like, what is this? You were outraged. You think they thought everybody would accept them. When it was not popular, individuals stood up to make a statement for something that is wrong. You, you are afraid to stand up for something that is right. But they knew something. That if you are bold enough to do something, whether it's right or wrong, influence belongs to the bold. What did I say? Influence belongs to the bold. Influence doesn't always belong to the person who is right. If the, right, if the person who is right is not bold enough, it will belong to the bold. They know that people might boycott their products, not watch their films. But they know that if they do it often enough, boldly enough, and long enough, two things will happen. Number one, people will be converted. 
Now, the way you react when you see two people of the same sex kissing in the movie is different from the way you used to react 10 years ago. Now, like, ah, they don't come again. Sometimes you will not say it out, but you are rooting for the couple. Oh my God. If they break up, mother and family will not be the same again. Oh. Some people's wigs on the floor. So much mud here. Oh my God, why are they fighting? They're so cute. Because the people on the other side many times are brave enough to do things that are so outrageous. When you see it the first time, I did mass communication, it's, there's a theory in mass, I can't remember the name, don't ask me. But when you see it the first time, you're very shocked. The second time, less shocked. The third time, normal shocked. Fourth time, not really shocked. Fifth time, aww. Influence belongs to the bold. They know that they will be hated. But they also know that people, there are people who will believe anything if somebody is bold enough to teach them. There are people who will believe anything if somebody is bold enough to teach them. You cannot afford to be silent. You cannot afford to be sitting on the fence. Influence belongs to the bold. And we've taught you throughout the course of this month about what it means to be subtle when, it's pre when preaching the gospel. Jesus sitting at the, at the well with a Samaritan woman having a normal conversation. He asked her, are you married? She was like, no. Ah, I will find boy be asking if you are married until you say yes. <laughs> so, before, she didn't even know that this person was actually preaching to her. It took a while. But there are also times where you need to stand and make bold declarations of faith. Many times. The same Jesus stood at the synagogue and said, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He's speaking to people who historically don't eat pork because it's unclean. And he tells them, If you're going to have a part in me, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Making radical statements. So, you might attend some schools and your orientation teaches you to be politically correct. But not in the school of Jesus. It teaches you to be radical. You are going to come face to face with situations where you have to make bold declarations of faith. Where you are entering for a competition and they ask you to do something about pride. And instead of doing the pride that they have in mind, you do pride goes before it fall. When they ask you to do something about rainbow, and you say, Noah. Yes. God made it. It has a number of colors. Then you add, this same God also made them male and female. If you had to lose everything and gain Christ, and you knew, as Stephen, that you are standing in front of people who want to stone you, and you can do two things. The allegations against you are false, so you can say, I didn't do that, oh, I never said that, I never said this, oh. And you run for cover and save your life. Or you begin to preach from the forefathers down to the generation about the gospel. Every one of us will have to take a stand 
when we have something to lose. Might be your life. For some people, it might be worse. Their social media accounts. Might be business, money, relationships, what people think about you. But you need to make those statements every day. It needs to be clear what you stand for. Do you know what it means? That a symbol that God made for, as a promise to us for generation after generation after generation that has been ours. Now you see rainbow, your heart is having palpitations. You're having PTSD. God made it, but you don't want to use the logo because somebody else has made it their own. Influence belongs to the brave. Influence belongs to the bold. The things that shock you, that used to shock you before, no longer shock you again. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus knows that he's about to be crucified and... This man, in, I think it's Pilate, asking him some questions, trying to see how we can get him off the hook. So he's like, they said they want to kill you because they say that you're the son of God. I eat son of God. Doesn't answer. Doesn't answer. After I say, you have said so. Guy, what is you have said so? Can you take out time to explain? Praise the name of the Lord. So Jesus is talking to 11 people. In Matthew 28, from verse 19, it says, Go into all the world, preach the gospel. There are 11. Historians say at the time Jesus was saying this, there were about 300 million people in the world. So one person had to reach an average of 27,000 people. 27 million people. One person. How do you think they did it? Do you think they went to their room and stayed there of course, they definitely prayed. But they're like, those that will believe will believe. Those that will come will come. Me, I'm too shy. I don't talk outside though. Hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I'm not a fanatic. I don't, I'm not like, that's not me. That's not my nature. Why would I be talking to strangers? Do you think that's what they did? I'm hoping that you will leave this service with audacity with audacity to do because God is worth it, because the gospel is worth it, because the kingdom of God is worth it. 11 people, 300 million people to reach, speaking different languages. There is a kind of confidence we must have in these times. Because whether you know it or not, the end time, even a blind man can see that Jesus is coming soon. The end times are upon us. And God was so sure that you can handle reaching the world with the gospel that he left you here for such a time as this. You're not here by accident. Esther got into the king's palace and assumed, oh, this guy just got tired of his old wife and I happen to be fine. I'm here. Until something happened and her husband told her, her uncle told her, said, you've been brought here for such a time as this. 
You're not in this country by accident. You don't have the influence you have by accident. You don't have those friends by accident. There is a confidence you must have in the one who has called you to reach the gospel for him. To reach the world with the gospel for him. Praise the name of Jesus. You know, when you're writing an academic paper, you use something that's called keywords. Just words that kind of give an idea of what you're talking about. And when people think about the gospel, they think about some words. Salvation is a keyword. Love is a keyword. Peace is a keyword. But as we begin to study, we realize that there are other keywords. Keywords like contend, fights, combat, wrestle. I know this is the gospel of love, Abby. But there's war inside too. We preach love. We war with love. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. I want us to read it together. Are you there? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Are you ready? Once you're ready, go. What a powerful lesson in discipleship. I know. Love your neighbor. Know the word. But when it comes down to it, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Get to the point where you are brave enough to take a stand for Jesus. Don't be a chicken. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might because you are going to need it in these last days. You are not just a child, you are a soldier. Be strong. There might be things at stake, but be strong. What you have is greater. Praise the name of the Lord. And it says, put on the full armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the devil's schemes. The devil is many things, but he's not unintentional. He's not disorganized. He's not lazy. He's not lazy. We cannot afford to be. If we will win in these end times, we have to be strong. It says, for you wrestle not against flesh and blood. So, the person who is your enemy is not the person who has more followers than you online. There's something deeper at stake here. There is a battle for the souls and the minds of people. We're not wrestling against things that we can see with our physical eyes. We are wrestling against rulers, against authorities, against powers of the dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. In other words, prepare yourself. So that... Does it say, when you wear the full armor of God, evil will not come near you? When you are saved, there's nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. That's true in a sense. But it says, so that when the evil day comes, this is not to scare you, but the evil day is upon us. All over the world, Christians are being killed daily. Two years ago, I preached a message in the Abuja church about how Nigeria was, I think, number four or number eight country that had the highest number of persecuted Christians. Do you know the number now? Be strong. 
Because silence is not an option. Retreat is not an option. Surrender is not an option. There are parts of this country where people are facing the threat of death because of the gospel. There are parts of this country where what they are facing is a loss of a business or the inability to accept to, to access grants. You guys know there are some applications you write now to international organizations. If you just throw your faith under the bus, you're going to get that money, you're going to get that grant. There are businesses in the Western world that are being closed down because somebody with an agenda comes and sues them for everything they have. Historically, Christian-owned businesses, you cannot afford to be silent. People are suing Bible companies. Have you heard of that before? Suing companies that write the Bible, why, why is it written this way? You should rearrange it this way. Then you, you are in your room. You are quiet. Can't afford to be quiet. There is a lot at stake. But guess what? He that is in us is greater than he that is what? So when people say, ah, if not for God, we have already lost. You see that if not for God, it cancels that we have already lost. Because one person with the Lord is majority. If not for God, there is a lot to fear. But guess what? If not for God, the world will not exist. If not for God, the world would have been spinning, 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 spinning in a way that all of us can feel it. If not for God, there is no way that man will have salvation. But do you have salvation or not? So everything that is seemingly impossible with God, all things have become what? So the reason why we are brave and why we are bold is because the Lord is with us. God is with you. I want to show you something about Elisha. 2 Kings chapter 6. The king of Haram. Aram. <laughs> oh my God, I actually almost said Haram. The king of Aram had sent chariots to, chap to capture Elisha in Dotham. And so his servant is afraid. In verse 15, his servant gets up, goes out early in the morning, and sees an army with horses and chariots surrounding the city. So he asks Elijah, Oh, master, what are we to do? And Elisha tells him a phrase that I understand is written about 365 times in the Bible. It says, fear not. Tell your neighbor, say fear not. Fear Don't be afraid. And this is beyond a positive mindset. You can do it, aspire to acquire. No. He's going to tell him a reason why he should not be afraid. He says, for those who are with us are more than those who are Wow. So yeah, we're quite a number in Celebration Church. We're going for the billions in Jesus' name, like Pastor has said. But do you know what? We have more with us than people can see. We have angels. We have the Lord of hosts. We cannot fail. As a relationship, 
can see, don't be afraid. And I'm not just encouraging you to tell you so that you just calm down. I want to show you something. I want your eyes to be open. So in 17, Elijah is praying what I am praying for you this morning. What is your lead pastor's prayer for you? He says, oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw that the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. We are more. We are bigger. We are stronger. We are faster. We are more innovative. We cannot fail. If God be for us, who can be against us? Who? A man born of a woman. Or a woman born of... Who, who can be against us? Who can be against us? So when we talk about confidence, the reason we're not just going to need confidence is because it's not just something that's on your inside as a regular person. It's God residing in you. I think I shared a story recently about the rat and the elephant. There was a bridge and the elephant and the rat were supposed to cross. But I mean, how many strides would the elephant, with the rat used to cross the bridge? So he climbs on the back of his friend, the elephant. And the elephant is walking on the bridge. And the bridge is shaking. He's walking. The bridge is shaking. And they get to the other side. And the rat looks at the elephant and said, Ah, we really shook that bridge. Oh. That's you. Just for once in your life today, let me just tell you, you are the rat. God is with you. You need to move like somebody who carries God. You need to walk into a room like somebody who carries God. You need to bring solutions to issues like somebody that carries the Lord. Stop shying away. Stop keeping quiet. Stop underplaying your skills. Stop Stopping people from hearing the gospel from you. It ends today in the name of Jesus. God is with you. I want you to think. Nothing is impossible because God is with you. Stephen is surrounded by people who are holding large stones. When I say large stones, I don't mean the one you used to kill lizard when you were small. I mean actual rocks. Some of them requiring two hands to carry Think about it. When Stephen was stoned, they had to remove their outer garments and put at the feet of a man named Paul, also called Saul. If it was a small stone, they don't need to remove garments. Why? Why so much effort? And anybody who is looking at Stephen is like, ah, you don't finish for this guy. That's the end. But what interests me is what Stephen was looking at. Acts 7 verse 56. He says, look, I want you to look today. You have been looking so much at yourself, your qualifications, the things you have, the things you don't have, what you've done, what you haven't done. And he says, look, I see the heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So it doesn't matter what other people are seeing on the outside. What do you see? Do you see Jesus? With him, all things are possible. Praise the name of the Lord. And that's what, that's what Stephen is seeing at this time. You grow in Godfidence when you realize that we don't look at the things that are seen. The things that are seen are temporal. 
The things that are not seen are eternal. You have eternity on your side. I want to say it again. You have eternity on your side. Failure, how? There are people who can kill the body. You save the person who has the exclusive rights, privilege, responsibility, and power to kill both the body and the soul. Say, I'm not afraid. Not afraid. Hallelujah. That's so important. I know you've been serving in your little corner like Stephen until the book of Acts, nobody had heard about him. Then finally, they wanted people to be serving food, to be in welfare department. They called him. But destiny will take you to the forefront. That's a prayer. But it's also a responsibility. It's also a responsibility. And you need to own your own in God. There's a reason why we teach you about assurance of salvation. Because if you are not sure of your salvation, you can't assure others of theirs. There's a reason why we teach you to be bold. Because there is work to do. Praise the name of Jesus. One with God is majority. Hallelujah. And so when you get to the point where everything is at stake, just remember the person who is on your side. What's his name? Hallelujah. The second thing I would say this morning is stay with the message. 2 Timothy 4 verse 2, Paul is telling him, he says, Preach the word. Be prepared in season. Beautiful. In those times where it makes sense to be a minister of the gospel, to be a Christian, where everybody loves you, be prepared. But it says, and out of season, even when it's not popular. Reprove, rebuke, and encourage with every form of patience instruction. That's important. Because if you don't teach people the truth, there is somebody out there that will be bold enough to, to teach them lies. Every opportunity you pass up to teach people the truth, you are giving the opportunity to somebody else to teach them lies. Praise the name of the Lord. There are people who will believe anything if there's somebody brave enough to teach them. How about you with the truth on your lips? And so you've been called to contend. Don't change the message to suit people. Don't do it. When you find yourself in a situation where somebody puts you on the spot and says, is Jesus the only way to God? Just say, ah, it depends on how you look at it. You see the etymology of the word way. There are times where you would need to use wisdom. Like people came to meet Jesus and said, do we pay taxes to Caesar? And Jesus did not just say, who is Caesar? Tell them to bring a coin. But the important thing is that you speak the truth boldly. Don't change the message. Don't change the message. Don't change the gospel to suit people within the church or out of the church. Don't say it doesn't matter. It matters. Christ died so that people will hear the message of the gospel. Don't for your own sake. To make it more convenient for you, change the gospel. Praise the name of the Lord. In spite of all the persecution, Jesus stood strong. Some of us, they've not even put a sword to your neck. Just small laugh, your friends will laugh at you. 
Years ago, I saw this film, 40-Year-Old Virgin. And it was about a guy who, wow, very deep. He was a virgin and he was 40 years. And people were like, it seemed weird. It seemed weird because the movie made it seem weird. Do you understand? So people are pushing agendas into society. They are changing things. You, you are shy. You are ashamed to lay your hands on the sick and see them recover. But guess what? People who claim not to believe in God create movies where human beings fly and nobody judges them. Nobody says it's unrealistic. Where people speak weird languages. Are you aware? Some of you even know the language. You speak Star Wars proficiently. You know about all these stones in the mud. That's you. <laughs> if you talked more about the supernatural, do you understand? It will be more, after a people like, eh, like they will believe it. Because we are teaching our children that mermaids can be real and they're not mommy water. I do have taught my child otherwise. It should also come naturally to them that you can lay your hands on someone and see them recover. So if they come and say, my doll is sick, we lay hands on the doll. Let's all be extreme together. <laughs> Do you understand where I'm coming from? Because those things stick. Some of you are too ashamed. Too ashamed to bring your friend to church because they say we are all jumping like frogs. It's true, we know. Your own superheroes are flying like bed, Unko. Yes, we jump like frogs. You're playing your pastor songs. <laughs> what, language, what language is he singing? He's singing in songs, a spiritual language. Own it. Not that's when some of you just abandon your, your spiritual family in public. <laughs> See, I was telling them, because this thing... This thing was supposed to be reaching the lost. How would they understand? I was even telling them. <laughs> but the same you, you have a very stubborn brother that you defend in public all day, every day. Then you go home, give him dirty slap, but you never disgrace him outside. Why are you doing it to the church? This is your family. There's no evil for me. Everybody's family has their own. <laughs> but I don't see you changing your son's name. You own it with pride. Not that you guys are saying, these are the people that make us ashamed to be Christian. You are the only one ashamed. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Stay on the message. Stay on the message. See, we have to stand together. Pastor has taught us that it's not just unity despite the faith. We have to believe the same things. That's true. But there are times where you should correct, you go and correct your brother in private. We are stronger together. Praise the name of Jesus. Stay on the message. When people say they love the Lord and they don't love the church, it's not true. Paul speaking in Romans 1 verse 16, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. 
for it is the power of God. It's not just some news that makes people feel good. It's the power of God. It's not just one of the different things that help people get saved. It's the definite article, power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. When you don't teach people the gospel, you are taking away that power from them. You are robbing them of the power that they need to be saved. If you had the cure for cancer, I know you will not be quiet. Not the one they sell inside bus. <laughs> the actual cure. There's a way you will walk. There are rooms you go in and you don't feel like you don't belong there. Why? You have the answer. How much more eternal life? You have the answer. Some of you, you see, I'm not saying that you should not be in awe of celebrities. In the way I'm saying, but you see a celebrity. You are so honored by the fact that they chose to dwell in the same space and breathe in the same air as you. You're just... What you don't realize is that you are the gift of God to them. That they need the word of God in your tongue. Some of you, if you are the one sitting down with that Ethiopian eunuch, just be like, oh my God. Ethiopia. <laughs> Me too, I want to japa. Is there space in your chariot? <laughs> then the person will say, maybe you ask the person, do you understand what you are reading if you even get there? Because in your mind, he has money, you must understand. Why does he need a teacher? <laughs> he says, okay, you not understand. Do you understand what you are reading? I say, how can I understand it in case someone, except someone explains to me, I say, ah, you are so humble. That's why I love rich people. <laughs> Stop embarrassing us. There is a call on your life. See, there is a call on my life. It's time for you to own it. Praise the name of Jesus. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. How can you be ashamed of that? How can you? Jesus came on and said, I'm the bread of life. If you want to have a party, you have to eat my bread. Drink my, eat, my, eat my flesh and drink my blood. People walked away. So, if you have something that numbers, the number of people that like you is not the power of God unto salvation. I'm not asking you to just be uncouth, unruly, and not treat people where and say, PL said they will hate us. Some of you, your own is beyond scripture. <laughs> but I am saying that we need to cure ourselves of that need to please people, especially when it comes to the message. Especially when it comes to the message. There was a time we thought that if you wanted to um, build a church full of young people, you have to be doing different kinds of entertainment. What do we do in Celebration Church? I'm not blaming people for entertainment. I think it might be nice sometimes. But what do we do here? We read the Bible and we pray and we sing and we go home. I remember one of my dear friends, when she first came to CCI, she told her husband, she said, you people open Bible 25 times. <laughs> but are you growing or you're not growing? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't be ashamed of the gospel and don't change the message. You can always change the approach, try different approaches. But preaching always involves preaching. Can I get an amen? Yes. Somebody said, preach all the time when necessary, use words. I don't understand. The message is the power of God unto salvation. Hello? Hallelujah. I know I've been saying this one since, but it's still my number three. Cure yourself of the desire to be liked. 
This one, you need it in the kingdom and out of it. Nobody creates a movement that lasts without, in a sense, making enemies. Paul says that friendship with the world is enmity to God. Cure yourself. Some of you, you are wearing clothes you can't afford, buying things you can't afford, speaking words that you don't even like to speak. Going to, you stopped drinking three years ago, you are still going to club with your friends because you want to be liked and accepted. You are already accepted in the beloved. Let that be enough for you. Cure yourself of that desire to be liked. Some of you are at this moment in time disobeying God. Refusing to do the things that he will have you do because you are ashamed. Because you wonder what will people think. There's someone in the office, you like the way they dress. The Lord has told you to speak to them. Then you start praying for different signs. Lord, when we are alone together in the office, I will speak to her. God, if you want me to speak to her, let Nepal take light. God, if you want me to speak to her, let the gen not come on. God, if you want me to speak to her, when I go to church this morning, let them call my name and say, speak to her. Your name, speak to her. You want a sign. I'm your sign. The word of God is your sign. Stop misbehaving. Stop it now. Imagine they sent you to kindergarten to pick somebody's child there. I could please pick my child. I can't make it. Please go to their her crash and pick her. Then you go there. You say, oh my God, they are watching CBBs. You sit down. They are giving them very luck. You start eating. You fuck. Some of us are sleeping on the assignment. You are forgotten yourself. Be bold. So if I take her away now, she's playing with her toy. She will not like me. So you want to leave her in crash forever. If I preach to them, they will be looking at me one kind. See, let me, let me explain to you. You are weird already. You believe that God became a man. And that God, who is also in heaven, now lives inside you. That's not normal. So you already just go all the way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Identify with the body of Christ. Identify with Christ. And stop being afraid of what people will say for Christ's sake. James 4 from verse 4. James says, I have to put his name because it's very hard to say. He says, adulterers and adulteresses. In other words, you are the bride of Christ, but you are flirting with the world. You are forming an exclusive relationship when we all know that you are. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? They are told Peter and John after beating them, don't preach in the name of Jesus again. Peter said, see, okay, you come and judge. Who do we obey? God or man? Who do we obey? Praise the name of Jesus. Please stop bowing to peer pressure. You have been sent to the world. You are the gift of God to the world. You don't need to repackage yourself to look like them, to think like them. You are saying, I'm the gift of God to the world. So don't change your message with the times and cure yourself from that desire to be liked. God needs you. God needs you. Think about every 
public figure or influential figure you know. There are some people that can't sound, that can't stand the sound of their name. There are some people that don't like Mother Teresa. There are some people that dislike videos of baby laughing on the internet. No people have issues in this world. Say, why, why did you post this baby? Did she tell you that she wants to be posted? Why is the room so dark? It's bad for her eyes. Why are you wearing pink for her? Just because she's a girl. What if her favorite color is blue? You can't please everyone. Stop trying so hard. The next thing I want to talk about is just do it. What did I say? Some of you have been preparing yourself for what you're already ready for. <laughs> See, I'm preparing myself this month. I'm ready to preach the gospel. If you are ready, preach. Do I do, how do you know you're ready? If you are saved, you know enough to preach to others. You're praying for boldness. Lord, send liberals into the vineyard. God is looking to say, see, see, answer to prayer, you're praying. Those prayers for boldness were made by people who were already preaching the gospel. Do you understand that? Not that you are in your room. Lord, boldness, boldness. Just like somebody that has said, I, I can swim. How do you know? I learned online. Eight classes. When you ask me, don't open your mouth. When you ask me, you have to bend like this. Have you entered water before? No. But I know I wrote the exam. Many of us are like that. If you will see signs follow as you preach, you must go out and preach the gospel. When I made a comment to myself that every time I enter the bus, I will start preaching. And without that, that thing there, but I just told myself, I said, see, when I enter the bus, I will just say, praise the Lord. So now there are two categories I will be in. I will either be the person who said, praise the Lord, and kept quiet. Which is more weird? <laughs> just say, praise the Lord. They say, hallelujah. And I'll be looking. <laughs> so once I, I, even if I don't really know everything I'm going to say, once I, I'll just say that, praise the Lord. Somehow you figure it. You figure it out. You must start. Just do it. Some of you, you overthink, overplan, overpray, underdo or never do. Just do it. There are some questions that you just set trap for yourself. You can't come out until you are, you are done with it. You are with somebody. So what church do you attend? Good question. You better say, I don't attend church. It will be weird of you to not keep quiet. <laughs> you that you are saved, that you have the Holy Ghost. You won't keep quiet. Just do it. Stop overthinking. Sometimes we overestimate how important feelings are. All of you, you are anxious when you are going to write your exam. True or false? How many of you have stayed in your hostel? I'm waiting for the anxiety to leave me. I need boldness. Then when I have boldness, I will write the exam. Do you write it afraid or not? Write it. You do it. Just do it. Boldness, eh? It's not about how you feel, then you just feel so brave. There are some things I do, eh? There are some things you, you have done in your life. The person that you've married now, you have one child or two. The day you asked her out, all your palms were sweaty. But you still asked her. You still proposed. She still married you. It does not matter right now whether you felt anxious when you asked her or not. True or false? What matters is that you what? You did it. Why is it only the things of the spirits that you always hold yourself back until you are brave enough? You will never be brave enough. If you don't step out and do, 
If you don't step out in obedience, you will never be brave enough. And then the more you step out in obedience, the braver you become. But if you think that you stay in your room, you just receive a lot, two units of bravery is a lie. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego faced the king as well as the burning fairy furnace. Will you bow? And they make a statement that I love so much. They said, O king, we are not careful to answer you on this matter. In other words, we haven't really given it much thought. We've not really talked about it for a long time. But there are some times when it's the decision between bowing to God or bowing to an idol. The answer is clear. Do you understand what I'm saying? When it's about choosing a believer or an unbeliever, the answer is clear. When it comes to marriage. When it's about compromising the numbers or losing your job, the answer is clear. When it's about speaking up for Jesus or denying him, the answer is clear. You are too careful. Oh, king, we're not careful to answer you on this matter. You think that they like fire. There are some things that must be locked in your mind, regardless. Stop. Some of you overthink. That's your problem. So if I'm in a situation where, you know some people ask the strangers question. If I'm in a situation where I'm married to somebody now, and my husband does not have money and he needs money for, money for a contract, and somebody says, eh, if you just sit with me once, I'll give you the money. What will I do? And I start thinking. Think, what are you thinking about? Then you come, sorry, please ask all the questions you want to ask. Let's say you come and start asking. Don't, you can always ask. Praise the Lord. Don't be too careful. Some things are clear. There are some things you don't need prayer points for. There's a conviction in your spirit. There's a conviction in the word. To preach to somebody that is lost. Don't, don't, you don't need confirmation upon confirmation. All the things that God said in the Bible, go. Go ye therefore. Go now. Preach. Preach the gospel. What else do you need? Praise the name of the Lord. Next, as I begin to round off, prepare. Know the gospel well enough to preach it. But like I said, if you know enough to be saved, you know enough to lead others to Christ. The rest of the things you learn on the job. They ask you a question you don't know. Guess what? You attend Celebration Church. Somebody has the answers. You can refer them to teachings. But the basic thing was the gospel. You can tell someone. Praise the name of the Lord. You know enough to lead us to Christ. Study your culture. Understand your environment. Understand the way things work here. Study enough to know you want to preach to somebody that um, maybe somebody that lives in a brothel. You are a guy. You should know enough to know that you can't go alone. Lest the converter becomes the convertee. Know how things work. So study your culture, study your environment, prepare. Do you understand? So study your environment, observe. Learn from people, just observe how things are done so that you can adequately reach people with the gospel. Because you don't just want to be faithful, you want to be effective. Hallelujah. And then be led. Be led by the Spirit of God at all times. There were times where the Holy Spirit will nudge 
Paul and say, okay, don't go to this place. Where Jesus will be pressing his spirit, not to go through a particular place. So be led. But even when you don't have a direct leading or nudging, go with the word. Go with the primary instruction. Because some people say, I'm, I'm not preaching because I'm not led. No. You're already led to preach. Do you understand that? And then I want to talk about rehearsing Godfidence in your everyday life. Some of you need to learn a very, very important, complex but simple word. It starts with N and begins with O. What's the word? It's a complete sentence. You can say no. Rehearse it in your daily life. Rehearse how to say no in your daily life. Some of you, you are too much of a people pleaser to move forward in life. If it's not in line with what God will have you do, say no. It's more than okay, have boundaries. So rehearse in your daily life. Some of you, you have no boundaries for the small things. So when you get to the big things, it's difficult for you to say no. So somebody is flirting with you online. Somebody say, oh, I don't really have conversations like this. You go along. They may start sending you nudes. You're like, okay. You go along. By the time you are now face to face with temptation, it's already too late because lust has already conceived. Do you understand that? So you rehearse it from the little stages. If you change one number, you have put yourself in a situation where you can change five. So rehearse in your daily life. The next thing is pray. They had beat the disciples. And after, after, after um, they had beat them for preaching the gospel in Acts 4.29, they said, Now, Lord, consider your threats and enable your servants to speak your word with complete boldness. These were people in the field. They prayed for boldness. And they prayed, Lord, stretch as you stretch out your hands to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So prayer will help you. Praying in the Holy Ghost will help you. Declaring what the Lord has said concerning you will help you. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. Guess you speak to yourself, I will not be afraid. The Lord has said that he will strengthen me, he will uphold me with his righteous right hand. Preach the word of God to yourself in the place of prayer. And I want to let you know that the world needs you. You are the gift of God to the world. The world might not love God, but God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. It didn't stop there. He sent you as an ambassador. He's besitting the world through us. Be reconciled to God. God is walking through you to reach the world. You can't be silent. You can't, you can't be afraid. You can't think that you are weak or you are small. It doesn't matter what your background is now. The God of the heavens and the earth lives in you and he's giving you an assignment. It doesn't matter if like Moses you stutter. It doesn't matter. Praise the name of Jesus. You are a very big deal. And I want to tell you what Jesus told us, that oppositions will come. Ask Nehemiah, nobody builds without opposition. Nobody. If you are building something worthwhile, there will be oppositions. But guess what? God is with you. And that's more than enough. Can you rise to your feet and say, God is with me? And that's more than enough. I was telling them in the first service about something called Gary or Garyum. You guys know it? Okay, good. And I talked about the fact that in many ways, that's the gospel and that's us in Christ. Too many to be counted. 
In the good times, when we are in cold water, we rise. In the bad times, when it seems like there's opposition and we are in hot water, we are strong like a bar. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we always win. Say, I always win. And say, from today, I will always be strong. I will be of good courage. Because I have God-fidence. Can you declare and say, my confidence is in God. I want you to pray this morning. Let the lion on your inside arise. Deliver yourself from fear. In the place of prayer today, deliver yourself from pleasing people. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. There is a call upon my life and I rise up to answer that call. Ziki toko shata braka teke tomba da zizi kumdige Lem toko shaka baneke jukumdige tembene teke Lord from today my answer is yes and amen To all that you will have me do To every instruction My confidence is in you I'm not afraid of opposition I'm not afraid of being disliked Lem toko shaka braka teke teke beneke jukobodo Lem brio sote baneke I'm not afraid of death because I know that in you I have life eternally. I'm as bold as a lion. The righteous is as bold as a lion and as a church. We will not be silenced. We will not be put into a corner. Today I step into obedience and bravery. I'm never looking back. As you pray, the Lord is dropping names, ideas, instructions, and nudgings. It's time for you to say yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Yes to the when. Yes to the what. No more hiding in the shadows. I see Jesus. I see the life he has called me to. And I walk boldly in it. In your name I'll never be defeated. And so I go boldly in that name. Ho sete beneke sutoko shiga de brakta gai gai rata bashanda bansum zom dike teke e tamba teke toko bonoko teke beneke e bold as a lion wise as a as a serpent lasutoko shene brake duzo no more afraid let sutoko shaka brake tu ida braga bara braka te black toko dike ho te beneke te. Father, we thank you. The person who calls a man or a woman and walks in them and with them and goes before them to make it possible. Your soldiers are ready. Your soldiers are ready. Empowered by your spirits. We're not looking back. We know the person who has called us. We are your people called by your name. We own your name boldly. 
and we take the nations of the world for you. In the name of Jesus, we will not relent. We will not be afraid. We will not be shy. We are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. And through us, everyone will know of this power. In the name of Jesus, we are ready. We are ready, Jesus. Prepared by your spirit. And we go out and do to the praise and glory of your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Were you blessed? Give Jesus a shout of praise. Hallelujah. So, you have to realize, so much has been stirred in your spirit. If you don't put it to work, you will douse the effect. Now is the time to act. Some of you, this is a confirmation of the words the Lord has been speaking to you already. It's time to be bold. Time to be bold. Time to speak out. Time to practice it. Listen, it doesn't matter how much singing you do. One of the worst things that can happen to a believer is to be ashamed to witness Christ. You, you have to understand how serious it is in the spirit realm that you sit beside someone and your mouth doesn't open. But it will open for anything else. Football, sports, money, but not the gospel. You must abominate it in your life through training, through prayer, through practice. You know, I remember years ago, this woman of God is a great example. I remember years ago, I said, this year, each of us will witness to 100 people. By March, she was done. Did you hear what I said? March. Or I think February. Something ridiculous like that. She's a great example. And it's something that you must practice. You have to understand who a Christian is. A Christian is someone who has carried his cross like Jesus. Ready. He says, you must deny yourself, carry your cross and follow. So there must be that death to self. You must embrace the possibility of hatred and slander. It's, it comes with the package. And you must delight it. You see, you must anticipate it because there's a reward for it. There's a reward for it. So you should be ashamed of yourself if no one has abused you because you are a Christian. By now, you've been in church five years, 10 years, 15 years. You have not suffered for Christ and then you are praying for boldness. The people who prayed for boldness in the Bible, there was a threat against their life. You, it is Instagram comments that you are scared of. You are praying for boldness. What will you now do if there's a sword on your neck? You have to realize what we have come into. And the Lord is raising in us an army. You know what that means? If they tell a soldier, go to Sambisa, you don't choose your posting. Do you understand what I'm, I'm saying? You follow orders. <laughs> you follow orders. No complaint. Always ready. Always ready. There's a reason why anytime they say, um, when they want to greet, it's always monsa, monsa, monsa. Because it is morning for them every time of the day. A symbol of alertness. Always alert, always ready. Thank you, Jesus. Make up your mind. You're going to put this word to work today. Did you hear what I said? By tomorrow, the fire will drop. 
When the angels test the water, you jump. That's now is the time. So on your way home, find someone, preach, go and sit on the well, wait for somebody. Are, are you listening to me? Yes, when did I say it will happen? And then you practice it again tomorrow. And then next tomorrow. All right, until it becomes your, your way of life. Let, not be, let us not be excellent at everything except what we've been called to do. And your chance at being a mediocre Christian ended the day you walked through this door. If you are a celebration church member, you will do the will of God. I promise you. <laughs> you will do the will of God. You will preach. And you will heal the sick. A world is waiting for us. You know, at um, OAU yesterday, I saw a vision of someone who had lost his sight to cataracts. And I was waiting. I didn't see the person in the meeting. So in the um, executive lounge, after the meeting had ended, someone said they brought someone outside who cannot see, he lost his sight to cataract. His vision was maybe 2%. And they brought him in, prayed for him, you know, stretched my hand, can you see? He said, I see white. Just prayed, and I said, as you go, just like Jesus will say sometimes, go and wash your, your eyes in the river. It will keep getting better. You know, so he prayed and we prayed and he went out. After I went out, I heard a knock on the door. Pastor Shola came in and said, Pastor, something happened though. The person you prayed for is climbing staircase. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this happened yesterday. Yeah. Hallelujah. So I ran outside and I saw the young man like this. They, they walked him into the office and then on his own, he was going home. Listen. Hallelujah. How shall they hear without a preacher? There is a call on your life. It is time to obey. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings. <laughs>